Hi there, I'm Jenna. Welcome to Butterfly Banter. I'm so glad you're here. This is a show about my journey as a woman with Turner Syndrome and a show to share the stories of other butterflies. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for episode discussions. And now, let the banter begin. Welcome to another episode of Butterfly Banter. Today, I'm going to talk about what Turner Syndrome is, how it is typically diagnosed, and medical concerns associated with Turner Syndrome. There are several resources out there, but the majority of the information I'm sharing today came from the Turner Syndrome Society of the United States, which has been around for over 30 years doing research. Please visit them at turnersyndrome.org for additional information and resources. I am not a doctor, so please use the information in today's show for educational purposes, not to diagnose any medical conditions. So, what is Turner Syndrome? Turner Syndrome was first described in the United States in 1938 by Dr. Henry Turner and occurs in approximately one out of every 2,000 to 4,000 female live births. It is a chromosomal condition describing girls and women with common features, physical traits, and medical conditions that are caused by the complete or partial absence of the second sex chromosome. The X chromosomes are the ones that are responsible for determining the sex of a baby. Females typically have two complete X chromosomes. Males have an X and a Y chromosome, which makes them male. Turner syndrome is caused by the absence of all or part of the second X chromosome in some or all of the cells of the body. Turner syndrome occurs when a piece of the genetic information, which is part of part or all of the X chromosome, gets dropped during a process called meiosis, which is when the sex cells divide to form sperm in males and eggs in females. At the basic level, the missing genetic material prevents the female body from growing and maturing naturally. Turner syndrome is variable, and each girl and woman will have unique health needs and characteristics. The most consistent features of Turner syndrome are short stature and lack of ovarian development. However, there are other symptoms and characteristics that can appear in varying degrees depending on each person's unique genetic makeup. To date, Turner syndrome is not known to be associated with environmental factors or any other factors generally associated with genetic problems. There is nothing that either parent did before or at the start of the pregnancy that caused or increased the risk of Turner syndrome for their daughter. The age of a parent, ethnicity, diet, or other factors are unrelated to the conception of a child with Turner syndrome. Almost 50% of those with Turner syndrome are completely missing the X chromosome in all the blood cells that are tested. And about 30% of those with Turner syndrome have what is called mosaicism. This means that some cells have a complete X chromosome and other cells are missing an X. It is believed that mosaicism is a result of the loss of an X chromosome after fertilization. So now let's talk about how Turner syndrome is diagnosed. Girls and women are most often diagnosed at various stages of life, from the prenatal stage clear into adulthood. Usually there is something different about the girl or woman that makes the parent or the doctor investigate the possibility of Turner syndrome. It is recommended that a diagnosis after the age of 50 may necessitate additional tests. The good news is the age of diagnosis has been decreasing with better awareness of Turner syndrome in the medical community. 
Missed and delayed diagnosis of Turner syndrome remains a major problem as there is no routine newborn screening for Turner syndrome. The diagnosis of Turner syndrome is made by a blood test, which looks at the complete set of chromosomes of the individual. This is called a karyotype. Karyotype analysis shows if one of the X chromosome pairs is missing from the full chromosome set or if there are any structural differences in the X chromosome. Before birth, diagnosis of Turner syndrome can be made by taking a sample of amniotic fluid, other fetal tissue, or maternal blood to look at the fetal karyotype. Ultrasounds are also used to screen for patterns often seen in Turner syndrome, such as fluid buildup around the neck and kidney or heart abnormalities. After birth, diagnosis of Turner syndrome is confirmed by taking a sample of blood or other tissue to obtain a karyotype. Because ultrasounds and maternal blood tests are not 100% reliable, genetic karyotype testing is essential after the baby is born so that the diagnosis of Turner syndrome can be confirmed. Because there's a range of health, developmental, social, and learning challenges, which might affect girls and women with Turner syndrome to different degrees, it is important to diagnose Turner syndrome as early as possible. Early diagnosis helps doctors determine whether the girl or woman has health issues that need treatment or need to be followed. Some of the medical conditions are chronic middle ear infections, hearing loss, distinctive heart, liver, and kidney abnormalities, autoimmune disorders such as underactive thyroid and celiac disease, difficulty with nonverbal communication skills, spatial relationships such as driving or riding a bike, and executive functions. Other characteristics, such as downturning eyelids, low set and prominent ears, small jaw, high narrow roof of the mouth, short thick neck, also known as neck webbing, short stature, delayed puberty, reduced fertility, puffy hands and feet known as lymphedema, turned up nails, and teeth with short roots. So how do, once you're diagnosed, what is the treatment for Turner syndrome? Well, Turner syndrome itself is not directly treated by a doctor, but the individual health concerns that arise for each girl or woman with Turner syndrome should be monitored and treated by an appropriate specialist. Treatment should be individualized, and physicians, families, and patients should decide on treatment options together. Major advances in treatments include growth hormone therapy to achieve greater height and estrogen replacement therapy to mimic natural estrogen. Other treatments specific to Turner syndrome include advances advances in heart surgery, heart evaluations, in vitro fertilization, and social and psychological testing. Connecting with others who share this unique bond and who have similar experiences and concerns is of great benefit. With the help of medical specialists and a good social support system, a woman with Turner syndrome can expect to live a satisfying, healthy life. Do you need some additional resources? The Turner Syndrome Society of the United States has a wonderful resource called the Clinical Practical Guidelines, which is designed for the care of girls and women with Turner syndrome. It's a hefty 70-page document describing the health care recommendations for physicians and providers of care. Another resource you can find is called the Patient and Family Version of the Clinical Practical Guidelines, which is a 16-page document to support the partnership between those with Turner Syndrome, parents of girls with Turner Syndrome, and medical providers. The Turner Syndrome Society of the United States also holds a national conference each year 
that covers medical information and provides support from others in the Turner Syndrome community with information for parents and women of gr- and girls of all ages. This year it is in Phoenix, Arizona, and you can find all the details about it on their website. It's a great way to connect and educate yourself. If you've been on to a national conference, I'd love to hear about your experience. I will have a post on Facebook where you can share that story. There are also wonderful Facebook groups, and in many states, there are chapters of the Turner Syndrome Society that meet and hold events. I know that this has been a lot of clinical talk today, but I hope the information has been helpful in some way. If there are resources that you have found that have make your life easier, I hope you'll reach out on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and share so we can get the word out and share as much information as we can. Stay tuned for exciting interviews coming up. Thanks for listening. Until we banter again, fly high, butterflies.